You're listening to the Woman Power Zone podcast with host Ariel Hubbard, empath, energy worker, and massage therapist who shares secrets and stories of women's empowerment, learned from over 32 years of working in holistic healing arts and talking with thousands of women about their amazing life stories. If you are seeking ways to grow, pivot, heal, and up-level your life, you are in the right place. Here is your host, Ariel Hubbard. Welcome to Woman Power Zone. Today's episode is the third in my series on empowered dating. Need to know what you're looking for? Do you want to get clarity? Do you want to learn about different dating choices? Have you done monogamy or vanilla relationship and want to try something else? We're going to talk about these things in today's episode, but be warned, some of these comments and this information might be triggering if you're used to very conservative dating lifestyle. Welcome to Woman Power Zone, a safe space for learning, growing, healing, and empowerment. So just want to reach out with you. And this is my third in a series on dating. I want to let you know that some information in this podcast specifically, if you come from a straight cisgender monogamous background, it might be a little triggering for you. So if you're open-minded, you could learn something really cool. And if you are not comfortable with talking about lifestyles other than that, you might want to skip this episode. However, I got a lot of great information and tips to help people get clear about what they want and help them make some decisions before they start dating. So here we go. All right. So some of this information is based on experiences I've had myself or research I've done for my book, The Empowered Woman's Guide to Online Dating. And some of it's also based on stories or information I've gathered from friends or colleagues. So a couple things. Let's talk about energy for a minute. So women's energy. Women are the essence and expression of the divine feminine archetype. And there are a lot of expressions of that. And yes, everyone has masculine and feminine energy inside of them. But women are the essence of the feminine. And those archetypes that you will see out there, there are different types of female archetypes. The maiden, the mother, the crone, the creator. These are all different types. Uh, the sex goddess, all different types of um, wise women and other archetypes that express the feminine archetype, right? You have those qualities within you, whether you're in sweet or kind or criticizing or manifesting. These are all different aspects of the divine feminine energy. And men... In the dating world, whether you're aware of it or whether they're aware of it or not, they're attracted to the radiance of your sexual and spiritual energy. And the thing is, when you date online, these men are trying to access this energy and they often do it by asking sexual questions. Now, I'm an energy sensitive and I've gone on a conversation with a man online, someone I've never met in person and felt exhausted afterwards. And I realized that I needed to do some energy clearing to disengage that person's energy from my own system. In the show notes, I'm going to give you the Violet Flame relationship clearing process. I use this with my clients a lot. I also do in-session disengagement energy work sessions to clear and release men's energy out of women's bodies after they're done dating somebody. So I have a lot of experience working with this professionally, and I'm going to give you one of the tools that I give my clients to help them disengage from an ex or even somebody they talk to online. Because if you talk with somebody online 
and you feel uncomfortable after that conversation or you feel tired, you're going to want to do that disengagement process to clear yourself so you can start afresh when you're working with people, okay? Because when men ask these sexual questions and you feel drained and tired, it's because they were trying to attach to your radiance and your sensual and sexual and spiritual energy, and they were trying to pull energy from you just by having a conversation. In their world, they think they're being, air quotes, honest. But what they're really doing is vetting you to see if you're easy and if they can get you in bed. In prior episodes, I talked about there being three groups of men. Men who want casual sex, men who, and they know what they want, but it's casual sex. Men who want relationships. And then there are guys who don't know what they want. I was on a dating site where this man was saying, I don't know why I'm on here and I don't know what I want and my heart's been broken, but I'm here. That's definitely not someone you want to waste any of your time on because it's a huge time waster. They don't know what they want. They're telling you they don't know what they want and they're not going to know if they want you or not. So cross those people off your list. If you see people that are uncertain, they're not going to be people you want to spend time talking to or even vetting because it's clear they're going to waste your time and your time is precious. So the men that want quick access to your sexuality and your energy, they're taking shortcuts. They're trying to skip dating steps. And if it makes you feel nervous or afraid, it's because it's not safe. And it's not safe because they haven't taken the time or effort to build up trust. They're men they have a spiritual energy of being a director or a builder. Women are creators. They're um, the person that creates the idea and then gestates that idea. And the men build and they direct the energy that the feminine gives them and they make it come into physical existence. That's what men do. If they don't take the time and energy to build a relationship or want to spend money taking you out on a date or they don't want to buy you a drink, right? They're not building a sacred space of trust. They're not investing their energy making it safe for you to open up emotionally, spiritually, or sexually. So when you see men skipping steps and they just want casual sex, just know they're probably not emotionally safe people to spend time with. And if you're looking for a relationship, you're going to want to spend time with emotionally safe people. Men who are just looking for the quick experience, they're looking for selfish self-gratification. It's like they're trying to eat every berry in sight. Imagine if you're going to like, you're going out hunting for plants, right? You're going out looking for blackberries in the summertime, right? This person wants to eat every single berry instead of taking some of them and using the seeds for future plants or taking the plant, nurturing the plant, watering the plant, taking care of the plant and watching that fruit develop and grow that's called husband, husbanding the plant. You've probably heard the term animal husbandry. That's literally taking the time to raise and take care of animals. That's part of that process. So that's why instead they just want to gobble up every blackberry there is. And that's sometimes why you feel eaten up when you're on a date or you're talking to someone even online. So you're not imagining this. I wanted to mention that. That energy piece is important. You're not imagining it. They're trying to access your spiritual energy and you're giving it away. And you want to be careful about how you do this, okay? It's up to women to have vetting standards and to set boundaries with men about what's acceptable behavior. 
We train people how to treat us. That's your job is teaching men what you need, like respect, communication, honesty, that kind of stuff. Hey, everybody. If you're loving this show and you want to make a difference, please go to Apple Podcast Ratings and give the show a five-star rating. Thanks so much. It's appreciated. So here's the thing. When you're in online dating experiences, because there's anonymity, a lot of men will treat you badly unless they're into you. So do you remember that book? This came out a long time ago. So if you don't, that's okay. It was called, He's Just Not That Into You. And that book made me laugh. It made me cry. I I put the title and the authors in the show notes, by the way, because men don't care if you're good looking. They don't care if you're nice. They don't care if you're age appropriate and they don't care whether you're thin or not. That's a misconception, by the way. They don't care if you're thin or not. They still will treat you badly if you won't give them what they're looking for. And if they're not into you, they're going to treat you badly. Remember, a lot of these guys are looking for expediency. What woman will put out for me when I want her to is what they're thinking. I've had conversations with girls in their 20s, women who looked like your stereotypical image of the attractive woman. I've talked to women of different races, different colors, different body types, different ages. And here's the thing. They're all experiencing the same kind of treatment from men. So it's really interesting because if a man is not into you, they'll ghost you, they'll lie to you, they'll try to take from you, they'll try to withhold from information, or they'll blow you off. So if you see a man doing those things, you know he's not for you, let him go. Don't hold on to this guy and don't get emotionally attached because if they're treating you like that, they're not a fit for you. Even if you're looking for casual sex, you need to be treated with respect with that even. And it's one of those things where if they're treating you badly, don't spend time with them. Don't give your body or your energy, your time to this people. And I'm going to give you an example of this. I had a guy reach out and immediately want to date in person with no vetting questions. He's like, I want to meet you. And we talked for one evening online, right? And I told him he was nice, but it was, he was still too young for me because he was 20 years younger and I didn't feel like that was appropriate. And he said, it's okay, you're sexy and beautiful. And in his mind, if he is attracted to me, then everything's okay. Cause that's a very consistently self-centered perspective. Okay, it's kind of arrogant really. And over the next two days, he kept saying, when are, when are we hanging out or come and meet me at this bar or I will come to you. And when I said no, he finally said, invite me over. Now, here's the thing. When a man demands that I invite him over to my house, sight unseen, as a total stranger, and I know it's unsafe and unhealthy, I told the guy, this is inappropriate and it's tacky. And instead of respecting my boundary and saying, okay, let's meet out in public, he kept pushing. He kept pushing. And he literally started insulting me. He called me a psycho and he spelled it wrong. And he said, no wonder you're still single and sent me the finger emoji. And basically what I did is I sent him a message that said, after that tantrum, when you were told no, you proved to me that you are really too young for me. All it took was me saying no to this guy and he launched into abusive tirade. And there are men out there who will do that. So you need to watch out for this behavior. And that's why it's good to talk with a guy for a couple of weeks 
before you meet them in person so you can scan for bad behavior. Like if they're abusive, if they have money issues, if they have addiction issues, if they're cheating on their wife, if they have health problems, if they can't keep a job, if they don't have a car, if they're living with roommates, right? There are so many other things. Oh, this one, if they're in jail, I've had guys message me from jail on multiple occasions. (laughs) So it's good to take your time and talk with someone And also it's good to know what you want. So just wanted to give that tip to you so that you know what's going on. So let's talk about goal setting and getting clarity about what you want, okay? So at this point in your life, you've probably had quite a few experiences that have helped you learn more about yourself and what's important to you. You may even have realized that you have questions about the new experiences you'd like to have. Once we're older and we exit a long-term relationship or even a short-term one, it sometimes it leaves us wondering what's important in life. You may have wondered if all the effort you put into your past relationships was worth it, or you might feel like you didn't get what you were looking for, or you might want something totally different. One of the things I'm hoping to encourage in this episode is to give you permission to open yourself up to different possibilities. You could think about it, you could try it, you could say no, but if you think about it, try something new, and then you say no, you're clear about what you do want. It's okay to realize that your life now is different than your life in your teens or your 20s, and that your desires and needs are different as well. You might have come through a self-development process where you finally feel confident, you finally like yourself or love yourself, and you finally know what you want. Or, Your relationship may have left you feeling betrayed, confused, or scared. And if this is the case, you really should consider working with a therapist or a women's group to get your balance back before dating, because dating will definitely push buttons and challenge you, and you will want to be strong to undergo that process. And if you haven't listened to episode 71 with my list of questions about prepping for dating, you should go back and listen to that episode, because I asked some pretty in-depth questions to see if you're actually ready for dating. So it's essential to re-enter dating, having an idea of what you want. It's essential to re-enter dating, having an idea of what you want. And it's also okay to explore different interests and ideas through the dating process. Since you may have exited a long-term relationship, you might be considering different arrangements or even wanting to interact with men or maybe women, or maybe non-binary people in the future. It's okay to want something different or to explore something different than what you've done before. So what I'm going to do is just give you some information and some insights, and I'm going to talk about different types of dating and different people and see if any of these things pique your interest, because if they do, you should explore them further. Just reminding you that just because you might have been monogamous for years does not mean that you have to continue to have the same kind of sex or relationship life you have had before. This is an ideal time to look at and explore other options. Did your last relationship end because of ungratifying sex or poor communication or lack of attraction or was there just something missing? Maybe there's more for you to explore about yourself and your needs. People have expanded their sexual repertoire over the years, and many, many people are relating differently before 
So why not take a look at what you might be interested in outside of what you've experienced? And this next set of tips and this next part of this podcast might be uncomfortable, challenging for you, or it could be fun and cool. I'm just giving you a heads up, letting you know I'm going to talk about some different possibilities and see if it interests you or if it turns you off. That's okay too, but hear it out and see how you feel in reaction to the things I'm going to talk about next. Because here's the thing, sometimes you might try something and you might hate it, but then you might love something else that's different. So we're going to take a break and when we come back, we're going to talk about different dating styles and see if any of these things piques your interest. This podcast is sponsored by Hubbard Education Group, creating wellness through education. If you've wanted to learn about being an empath, healing, energy work, consciousness, or massage, we have online and in-person courses for you. Find us on Facebook at Hubbard Education Group. That's Hubbard Education Group. Or go to www.arielhubbard.com. That's www.arielhubbard.com. And if you're on Clubhouse, you can find Ariel Hubbard by looking up Ariel Hubbard, A-R-I-E-L-H-U-B-B-A-R-D. And we're back. So I'm going to talk about some different lifestyles that people practice in dating and which one works for you. Okay. If you're over 40 and you're straight or you have been straight up to this point, it's likely that you've experienced a vanilla relationship. That is a straight man-woman monogamous dyad where people practice basic sex with no kink or no tantra. Okay, so let's talk about what kink and tantra are. Kink, kinks are a way of experiencing sexuality or arousal from something that's not normally considered sexual or sexy. There are all different types of kinks. Some people, sexy shoes turn them on. Some people, feet turn them on. Some people being tied up or tying someone else up turns them on. There's a whole community of people that like to explore different types of kinks. What is Tantra? Tantra is a way of working with, at least in the United States. Now in India, it's a different thing. But in the United States, it's working with sexual energy. There's Tantra with yourself or Tantra with a partner. But it's working with sacred sexual energy to open up Kundalini flow, open up your chakras, and expand your spiritual consciousness. Okay? Practicing Tantra is like a spiritual practice. It's not based on kink. Kink is a totally different thing. Now, here's the thing. Most people have grown up experiencing vanilla sex or vanilla relationships. And they get into a rut where they do the same kind of behaviors over and over again. They expect their partner to be monogamous and they may never actually talk about sex or their fantasies or if they do, it's rare. And this is one of the many reasons why relationships end. Men and some women do want variety and sometimes they get bored with the same person and the same actions over and over again. This is not just sex, but actual relationship patterns too. Often people who practice vanilla sex or vanilla relationships don't communicate well about what they need or want, and they don't communicate well about what they don't want. There's often quite a bit of sexual unhappiness in a vanilla relationship unless people have a good communication, unless they're honest, they have good rapport, and they're willing to open up to other ways of doing things. Now, I'm going to give you a quick suggestion here. 
which is you might want to get the app Urban Dictionary and put it on your phone because if you do any dating, you're going to see people using a lot of words and a lot of abbreviations like FWB, which means friends with benefits or NSA, which does not mean the National Security Administration. It means no strings attached. So you might want to get that Urban Dictionary app and put it on your phone because when you see these abbreviations, you're going to want to know what that stuff means. Friends with benefits. Now, I read in an article recently that that meant that people who are friends started having a sexual relationship, but that's not what that means on online dating. I've online dated quite a bit. I want to tell you something. When people say, do you want to be friends? That doesn't mean they want to be friends with you. That means they want to have sex with you without having any kind of commitment. That's what what, do you want to be friends means on online dating. So I'm going to say that a lot of men and some women actually are terrified of commitments or (laughs) they work too many hours or they're far away or they're married. So many of them are looking for an FWB arrangement, which doesn't mean friends, as I said. It means expedient sex that fits their schedule. That's what FWB means. Some men are looking for one to two FWBs, and some men fill their life only with this type of arrangement. There's another term for it's called situationship, where people just see each other, they might have fun conversations, and they have sex and there's not really a formal type of direction for the relationship. And sometimes they'll call it a situationship also, just letting you know. So the thing is, if you're a busy woman, you're successful, you're busy, and you don't have time for a needy guy, you might want an FWB relationship. No judgment here. You might want this if you don't want that commitment or you're busy or you're fresh out of a divorce, or you just want to get back in touch with your sexuality again. But you will need to stay in touch with your feelings about this and evaluate your interactions to see if you continue to be okay with this. Because if you've been in a monogamous relationship and then you go into being with an FWB person, you're going to notice that things feel and seem different. And it's going to seem challenging sometimes. It might push your buttons a little bit, or it might feel great. It depends on the person, right? Okay, so that's FWBs. Let's talk about LGBTQIA+. So lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, questioning. Some people use the term queer also. Intersex or asexual or ally. So lots of of different meanings there. But let's put it this way. It's basically people who are attracted to a person and not necessarily a gender or a strict role. Have you ever wanted to explore having sex or relationships with people of the same gender? Or do you feel like you fall in love with a person, but not a gender? Do you feel like you want to be gender fluid? Do you want to explore aspects of both genders at different times in different ways? Do you feel gender conflicted? Is it time for you to explore those feelings? So this might be a good time for you to take a look at that. There are a lot of people out there who are in the queer world, and there are a lot of people out there who support people who want to explore these things. So this might be an opportunity for you to do that if this is something that speaks to you. Okay, let's talk about ethical non-monogamy or polyamory, okay? Now, it's amazing because about 20 to 30% of couples these days are in a state of being open, meaning they have their primary person or their primary dyad 
but they're also open to having sex or relationships with other people. There are different types of polyamory. There's solo polyamory where like a couple might be married, but they might date separately where they see other people. There might be a couple that does kitchen table polyamory where everybody knows each other and hangs out. There might be a like threesome dynamic where a couple brings a woman into a relationship and they all have sex together or have a relationship together. These are different options that you could explore. Now, here's the thing. The difference between this and a married man who cheats is these people communicate. Polyamory is really about consent and communication. So, In a polyamorous relationship, if you have a couple, they make rules about what's okay. Some people have very strict rules, like you can only date someone else twice. Other couples are like, do whatever you want, just as long as you're practicing safe sex or you're vetting your person, that kind of, or you're practicing, um, like you you test regularly for STDs or STIs, okay? So... They're usually rules that a couple has, and it's important for them to follow those rules. Can jealousy come up? Absolutely. It can definitely come up. People can get their buttons pushed. But they're open about it, and they communicate about those feelings usually. It's much more open. In a, like a straight relationship where a partner is cheating, they're seeing someone else outside the relationship without telling the truth about it. They're not communicating to their partner. They're doing it in secret. They're sneaking around. They're lying. In an ethical, non-monogamous relationship, people are communicating, hey, I'm seeing someone else or I'm going to see someone else. The thing is, if you are seeing the abbreviation ENM, that's what that means in a dating profile, but you really need to ask some questions to make sure they're actually being ethically non-monogamous. Some people will say they're poly, but they're actually lying to their spouse. I had this happen where a guy wanted to date me. I took his picture because he said he was poly. I took his picture. I showed it to some other people. They recognized him and they said, this guy is lying. He's cheating on his wife. He's not ethically non-monogamous. His wife doesn't know he's going out on him and you shouldn't spend any time with this person because it's just going to cause you grief. So be aware that um, sometimes people say they're like that, but they're really not like that. Now, the thing is, if you're going to date in this kind of scenario, you can't be possessive and you can't be jealous. If you do, you're just going to make your own life miserable. You can't own somebody and you can't just have them and no one else. It does free you up to experience other types of people and relationships, and yes, sex, it does give you an opportunity to have more connection with more people. But you're going to have to deal with some dynamics that are different from being in a monogamous relationship because there are conversations that are going to need to be had about communicating about what works, what doesn't. And sometimes you have to date feel like upset about something and then create a rule because you didn't know that it upset you, but now you do know it upsets you. Now, here's the thing. This kind of relationship could be a fit for you, again, if you don't have time for a long-term or time-demanding relationship, but you want to have 
experiences with people. So just remember, communication and honesty are key in this kind of relationship. Okay. Some people want to have relationships with married people. Some people, it's interesting. Some people are okay with sneaking around. Some people are okay with not talking to a person at certain times. Or they're okay with the danger of potentially getting caught. Or they're okay with it not being formally recognized or acknowledged. Some people ironically feel safer with a married man because there are places he can't go romantically or in a commitment. There are some women who are so hurt from a prior relationship experience that there's a fear of intimacy. And because they have this fear of intimacy, they're not going to want to engage with someone that they can really be deeply intimate with. They want to engage with somebody who has limitations in where they can go. And so for some women, seeing a married man has benefits. Weirdly, a lot of married men who are happy in their relationships and are seeking affection or sex outside their marriage do appreciate other women because they're not having that freedom to just explore those women. Now, now everybody has their own feelings about this, like about the ethics of this. You know, in my profiles, I've repeatedly said, look, if you want to date outside the relationship, just get a divorce. Just get a divorce. This is my personal feeling. I've told people, just go get a divorce. But there are women out there, like it works for them to date a married man. Now, I'm not saying that this is something that's going to work or work for you, but there are people who do this and for some people it works. So just letting you know, it is one relationship choice may not be for you, but it could be for somebody else. I'm going to talk about the lifestyle too. Okay. So I talked about polyamory and part of polyamory is a name for it's called the lifestyle. And this is a very misunderstood a lifestyle or experience. And this is when one or both members of a married dyad take different sexual partners or practice exhibitionism where they have sex in front of other people or they practice voyeurism um, or they may switch partners. They may have two to married couples that switch partners with each other or have experiences with each other. Believe it or not, a lot of these people that just don't jump into having sex, they actually date each other like individual single people do. They date each other to see if they like each other, if they're attracted to each other, if they feel comfortable with each other, if they have anything in common with each other. And so for some people, this is a choice that makes their individual relationships work, where occasionally or sometimes frequently, they will date other people as a couple. But they also have to create clear boundaries about what will or will not happen sexually or just boundary-wise in general with other people. And since there's a stigma about this type of sexual expression, most people in the lifestyle are secretive about it. Okay, and the last lifestyle I'm going to mention is Tantra. So Tantra is actually a variety of spiritual practices created to help people become self-realized and awaken their consciousness. In India, a variety of spiritual practices make up Tantra. It's not just sex. And a lot of times it's not even about sex. It's about different ceremonies and rituals to open up spiritual energy flow in the body, that kundalini that I mentioned before. But in the West, it's generally seen as a sexual practice. There's white Tantra, which is practiced alone. And then there's red Tantra, which is practiced with a partner or partners. 
And they definitely teach non-attachment and teaching, they teach you to not be jealous if you're practicing Red Tantra. That's really important. They also teach you to let go of your negative emotional issues so that when you do have sex with your partner, you're not bringing negative energy into the space when you're interacting with them. So an important part of working with Tantra is to awaken that Kundalini energy because this powerful sacred sexual energy opens up the chakras, which are energy centers in the body. It opens up consciousness and it helps people become self-realized. And this is done by practicing things like breathing, connection, communication, overcoming emotional upset, ejaculation control for men, and perpetuating a woman's flow of orgasms. It's very powerful and it's a very powerful spiritual practice when done correctly and with intention. Okay. So we've talked about a lot of stuff today. Just reminding you some other lifestyles or ways of dating or ways of relating that you could explore are you might have been vanilla. You could explore friends with benefits. You could have explore LGBTQIA+. You could explore ethical non-monogamy. You could explore dating married people. You could explore the lifestyle, which is married couples having sex or relationships with other married couples. And you could also explore practicing Tantra. So we've talked about a lot of different things today. I hope this was eye-opening for you. I just want to let you know you have options. You could consider these options that I've discussed and you could say, hey, I just want to continue doing it the way I've always done it. And that's fine. But when you do date, if you know what you're interested in, it's going to make it easier to screen potential partners. So just wanted to bring that up for you. You're going to want to make sure that everyone is either testing consistently for STIs and or that you're using condoms and you want to screen potential partners for STI issues. It's really important. And if you're of an age where you could get pregnant, you want to make sure you're using birth control. Okay. Really, really important. All right. So. That's information about dating. That's the series on dating. I hope it was helpful and revealing for you. If you want to share this with friends or family, that's great. Just to give you more information or them more information. I hope this was empowering for you. As you may recall, in Woman Power Zone, we talk about all kinds of topics. We talk about women's rights and we talk about professionalism. We talk about the power of mental health and we talk about a lot of different topics This just happens to be one of them. My goal with this podcast is to help you have the best life possible. So thank you for joining me today. Remember to move with your power and into your magnificence and have a great day. Are you suffering from OIS or over it syndrome? OIS commonly affects parents, spouses, executives, and employees alike. Hubbard Health Solutions can reduce symptoms of OIS, such as stress, pain, unease, lethargy, and a general desire to escape. 
Ariel Hubbard, licensed massage therapist, customizes a treatment plan that addresses these symptoms and will transform you and your body so you feel human again. Contact Ariel by texting 971-319-2618 or go to arielhubbard.com to learn more about Hubbard Health Solutions. That's Ariel, A-R-I-E-L, Hubbard with an A, dot com.